Blog Talk Radio. Blingy greetings. It's your Blink National Diva, Miss Bling, and it is so hot here in Huntsville, Alabama. You know, I always tell you about the weather. It is scorching today. It's almost, well, the heat index says 95. I believe it's like 86 degrees, but the sun is not playing out here. But I have an amazing guest on the show that we're going to talk with today, that writing chick. She is an industry, an entertainment industry veteran, and she's going to tell you all about what she does and who she is. Oh. Hey. Hey, how are you? Thanks so much for having me on the show. No problem. I'm great. How are you? I am amazing today. Cool, cool. What's the weather like where you are right now? Um, I'm in New Jersey at this very moment, and it's kind of hot, but um, okay, it's you know, but it was a beautiful day out. It was beautiful, so I'm sure not as hot as it is in Huntsville, Alabama, though. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I'm so hot. <laughs> like <laughs> nothing's helping right now, but I'm dealing with it. I'm braving it out. I it's okay. It's okay. So, yes, okay, so I have quite a few questions to ask you. Um, the yeah, first thing, yes, yes. Okay, so people are like, who is, that, who is that writing chick? What does she do? Who is she? So let's let them know who you are and where the name the writing chick came from, that, that writing chick, chick came from. That writing chick came from, yes. Okay, that's a good question, and that actually goes um, – almost to the beginning of the second part of my journey. Um, at heart, I am a writer. Um, I'm a self-published author. I self-publish four books, but I have enough content for over 300 books. Um, wow. And I, I, have, I have a bunch of stuff in the works. But at the heart of everything that I do as a television producer, as a public speaker, as a digital strategist, um, in every aspect of every area of my life, the heart of of who I am is a writer. And the name that writing chick actually came um, on Twitter. And it spelled the way it is without the K because there weren't enough characters. But then I said, hey, that might distinguish me from everyone else. And at the time, (laughs) like I am that. I'm not the writing chick. I am that writing chick. um, (laughs) Yes. Uh, but um, I knew that I wanted to do writing as a career. I knew I wanted to to get paid for my writing. So I I believe strongly in the power of words, um, and I believe that the words that we speak over ourselves have power. So I started calling myself that writing yes. chick before I wrote for a magazine, before I before I even thought about publishing a book, and I started writing wow. on Twitter. And that's where I developed my audience. By the time I got that name, though, um, I had been a television producer at MTV. I had done um, a bunch of shows across a bunch of different networks. And now my latest transition, I own a a digital media advertising agency, and I specialize in the – I specialize – I mean, I do social media sometimes, but my primary thing is I specialize in the YouTube space. I help bring an audience to YouTube channel. Got it. Got it. Now, I know that's something that a lot of my listeners are going to be very interested in hearing because they work 
towards getting their audience up on YouTube. Um, some of them have been buying views, and that's really not the mm. way to do it. I'm putting y'all mm. on blast. Yes, you contact me and ask me, can I purchase a view? No, no. If we do anything together, everything is going to be grassroots and organic, okay? So, right. <laughs> so, so I can what, tell you um, all about that. <laughs> okay. Um, That's how I got started. Let's talk. So how I got started in that, I I had just finished working on a show for VH1, and the owner of the production company, I had worked with him at at MTV prior, and he was starting a company that had um, a bunch of YouTube channels. YouTube, a couple of years ago, did a premium content initiative. So they gave celebrities these YouTube channels and everything. So I was brought on board in one of the channels that um, that, – and so I helped launch five channels for them. One of them was Jay-Z's Life and Time. One of them was Meredith Vieira's Live. And um, okay. initially I was looking to do production and development because that's what I do. But I had started doing some social media stuff, and they kind of saw that, that I could do that. And I started, I started interacting with Google and YouTube directly, and I started learning more about their world. And I learned wow. how – how important it is to have the right title on a YouTube video, to have the right description, to have the right keywords, okay. how to optimize it for SEO, and kind of how their algorithm works to make sure that if there's five videos with the same name, yours gets clicked on first. And then I learned okay. about um, dig- digital advertising. And one thing that a lot of the YouTube channels do that my clients do is they have branded content. So what will happen is a sponsor will come in and say, hey, we want you to, to do this content with you. And then they're expected to deliver a certain amount of views. And what I do is simply I do advertising. And the easiest way to describe it is, you know those ads that come on in front of the YouTube video? Yeah. When those, I place those ads. That's what I do. And, okay. and I use those ads I strategically, I'll pick a YouTube channel to target or I'll, I'll pick the demo uh, that's appropriate for the audience of the content to make sure the content gets in front of them so that they'll want to click through and see the entire video or click through and go to that channel. And that's something that, okay. um, that, that I, that's what I specialize in. And according to Google, not tooting my own horn, just saying what Google said, uh, according to my Google <laughs> rep, there's only one other person in the world who, who targets strategically and who doesn't and gets the results the way that I did. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, I know I was looking into, it was a certification course that Google has. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't know about Google ads and uh, the Google analytics and different stuff like that, especially, mm-hmm. you know, doing an online business is really important to know about those things. Um mm-hmm. Definitely, I'm going to make sure that I let, you know, individuals know who, who, especially the music artists, because they're the ones that want to, you know, yep. post their videos and get them yep. played, um, how important it is and, and that they need to talk to you because well, you specialize well, you, in that. Well, and the other thing I will tell you, so I had, I won't say who it is, but I had a music industry client, and I know it wasn't Jay-Z's YouTube channel. Let me make that disclaimer be clear. But I had a music okay. industry client. <laughs> I had a music industry client who was releasing a music video, and someone introduced them to me because that's all my clients come to me through referrals. Someone introduced them to me, and um, the video was premiering on 
BET around the same time. But I had done a previous campaign for them, and what they did was they went and bought views from somebody. So the way mm. Google AdWords work, it's on an auction basis, and I do charge. My fee is a per view. I, I charge on a per view basis, and wrapped up into okay. that is my service fee and everything. But it's not okay. buying views. It's putting the ad in front of it. That's valid. That's legit. AdWords is a Google product. You're using their advertising right. system, so that's valid and that's legit. However, what this particular client did was he went to one of these companies that sells views. And we got the video to um, a half a million views. The video got to a half a million views. And then I got the call okay. one day, the video shut down, the channel shut down. I need to know what you did. And I said, wait a minute, it's not me. And then I started asking the question, did you have anyone else working on this besides me? Um, and they said, well, a friend of a friend said, and they were buying some views. That's what happens. Hmm. Inevitably, they will catch you. Uh, shortly after um, Google launched the YouTube initiative, there were several channels. Rihanna's channel was one of them. A lot of major artists' channels, they had people who were buying those views for them, and literally YouTube stripped over a billion views across the platform wow. because so many people had been buying the fake views. And while Google is making money on it, it actually makes sense because if you're trying to build an audience, the key to AdWords is targeting. So say, you know, I'm not going to target the same people for an R&B video that I would for a country video. Not going to do that. Right. But what those people do when they buy views, they just let anybody click. And more often than not, it's a machine, and it's a robot. It's just a machine that hits it on loop, on replay, over and over. Whereas, it, whereas with Google AdWords, the way that I do it is I set up the targets. I don't just keep it there once the campaign starts running. I adjust it based on how well the campaign is going, how much of the budget okay. you want to spend, and, and, and to get the best click-through rate, honestly, to see what the response is. Because embedded within that, that campaign is you don't always want everybody to stay on YouTube. The goal, of course, is for them to click out to your iTunes or for them to click out to your right. website, to click out to something. And so I adjust the campaign to maximize your click-through rate so that people are not only seeing the content on YouTube, but they're going where you want them to go as well. Okay, okay. And, and can you give us a little bit of information, like, well, let them know, because I know already, <laughs> but let them know how, how, your, how your journey started in entertainment oh, wow. and media. Wow. So so years ago, um I was in the music industry, I used to hang out in the studio, hang out in the record store years ago, I remember record stores. And then um yes. I was in the in the music industry. I became um I took a class to become a paralegal and specialize in enter entertainment contract law. And um okay. and I learned licensing. And then I picked up a job at Atlantic Records and then I kinda got away from the business and just, you know, became independent, you know, for a while would help people. But then okay. um I got I I had surgery and I got laid off from my job and I was trying to get back to work. And I went to a temp agency okay. one day and they said, With your entertainment industry background, would you be interested in working for Viacom? And I'm not gonna front. I didn't know what Viacom was. And okay. uh, because I was in the music, I was in music, but not necessarily that side. I was doing more of the legal, you know, that I, you know, I, I just didn't know okay. what Viacom was. And um, I said, 
And so they sent me on an interview. I got a temp job at Spike TV. But this is like most of my story. A lot of my story is me going somewhere thinking this is an amazing blessing, an amazing opportunity. Let me settle into this. And when okay. it came time for the job to go permanent, they didn't give it to me. They gave it to somebody else. And I'm not going to lie, I cried like a baby because I thought, this Aww. is me, and I'm going to do this. And I was just, and I knew they gave it to someone who wasn't qualified. And I got a call a week later asking if I wanted to go work for this um, SVP at MTV. And I went to okay. work for him, and um, he knows the story. He was difficult. He had other people that had worked for him that had left. He was really difficult to work for, but it paid off in me. And one day I was producing something in the building, and it was called The Faces of MTV, and it was airing on a Fox network in Arizona. And he okay. saw me producing something in the building, and everybody kept saying, your assistant is producing something. And he came to me and said, what do you want to do? He said, um, I want to be executive producer. No, I didn't say it right away. He said, he said, what do you want to do? I said, I think I want to be a producer. He said, well, that's what you should do. You don't need to be an assistant. And he said, my Christmas gift to you is to figure out what job you want. And then when you come back, wow. you'll figure out how you're going to get it. And when I came back, I said, I want to be executive producer of my own TV show. He said, I can't give you that. He said, you have to work for that. He said, but I can help you get on the road to do it. You should be a producer. And he set up a lunch for me with the vice president. And he said, just take her to lunch and talk to her. And when he finished talking to me, he he offered me a job. And that's how I became wow. a producer. And I didn't go to wow. school anything, anything. Didn't go to school for any of it. Wow. Um, but but it was something, I, I, I will say this, it was when I was 17, and I tell this story to get people to understand, if you have a dream, and I want everybody who's listening to really hear this and share this with somebody who needs it, because this is probably the most important thing I'm going to tell you, and the story I tell you after is probably going to be the most important thing you hear today. If you have All a right. dream, if there's something in your heart that you want to do, don't let anybody stop you from doing it. And if you have faith and you believe, it will manifest even when you don't expect it to. And even if you don't know what the dream is. When I was 17, um, my family and I went to see the movie The Wiz. It was my last year of high school. And there was a scene in the movie that came on, and it was the brand new day scene. And when the scene came on, I just became overwhelmed. I started crying. I'm realizing I'm sounding like a crybaby. I really am not. But I started crying. (laughs) And um, um, so much so that my mother took me out of the theater. She's like, what's wrong with you? And I said, I should have been there. And my mother said, what do you mean you should have been there? I said, I should have been there helping them make it. And she said, do you want to be an actress? I said, no. And I want you to understand, I didn't know what a television producer was. I didn't know anybody in the entertainment industry. But when I saw that something clicked in me so powerful and so strong that I knew that that was what I wanted to do. I didn't pursue it because I didn't know how to pursue it. But I just know that that was what was intended for me to do. And years later, look how it manifested itself. Wow. Wow, that is amazing and very great and sound advice because I just wrote something similar to that to my nephew a couple of days ago. He posted um, a video of 
two kids in the car and they were like lip syncing and and uh, it was a I think it was a Big Sean song or something. But they were doing it and I know when we were we were younger, we used to act and and record each other. We I was Sherry Carter and he was Donnie Simpson. And we recorded oh, the wow. entertainment report. <laughs> I wish I could find it today. But <laughs> I was probably about maybe 12, and he was like five. So mm-hmm. today I'm an entertainment reporter for Power 92 in Chicago. I'm, so it's, it's <laughs> I'm telling Amazing. you what's meant to be, well, is meant to be. I'll give you another example. Um, okay. So one of the books that I wrote is called Dear God, Passionate Prayers and 140 Characters or Less. I didn't intend to write that book. I didn't intend to okay. write that book. I started tweeting prayers on Twitter, and people were um, people eventually started saying, "Where is she? Where's that writing chick with my prayers?" And I'm like, "Those not your prayers. Those are my prayers." So I started adding, right. you know, I started adding stuff to it, like, "Yeah, and this is what happened, and this is why this prayer." came about thinking that people would realize that it's my prayer, and they like that even okay. more. And then people kept asking me to write a book. So I started writing the content, and that's one of the reasons I have enough content for over 300 books, because I was tweeting all these years creating content as I was going along. So Got it. So little did I – it didn't even – I didn't even click with me until after I was trying to think of the name of the book, because I would start the tweets with the prayers with Dear God, and it clicked that when I was about seven years old, I remember I was a little girl. um, I was a little girl, and I wrote a letter, and I put it in the window. And Hmm. it said, Dear God, I started it with Dear God. And I don't remember going to church when I was that young. I just remember knowing that God was powerful and that, and I didn't know how to pray. So I just wrote, dear God, and I wrote him a letter. And I remember it was was thunder and lightning, it was raining. I took a nap, and when I woke up, I saw the most beautiful rainbow. It took me years later to realize what the significance of a rainbow was. But look at how many years later, I mean, literally over 40 years later, you know, dear God, and that's another thing I want to say. You're never too old. I didn't get into television until I was in my 40s. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And, you know, some people think, you know, because we're older now, it's too late. It's And I, right. and I say that it's not. It's not too late. You can be 75 <laughs> and something right. miraculous can happen in your life that you always wanted. And I, you know, it's just they need people in the media to be able to encourage and motivate and be positive and inspiring. We need more of that. And um, what you're doing with Dear God is amazing. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, it's, you know, I'm always overwhelmed by the responses I get. Like a woman um, hit me up on Twitter the other day and she quoted something. I didn't even know she was reading my blog. And she quoted something, and I that let me know she was reading the blog. And then hmm. she said, I may not. She gave, she gave me, like, the nicest comment. And I think what we don't realize as people is that reaping and sowing is real. What you give is what you get. And in my yes. encouraging people, I get encouraged as well. And I think, you know, I, I've gotten emails from people 
um, tweets from people, direct messages, I mean, from literally all over the world, Africa, Europe, you name it, all over the place, um, saying how much, you know, my dear God tweets have helped to encourage them. And for me, I'm just sharing my story and, and saying you can do the same thing. And so right. – um, but then they end up encouraging me as well because you never know the effect that you have on a person's life. You just don't. Right. That's amazing. That's that's so amazing. Oh, my God. That is, that's awesome. That's awesome. Man. I just thought about something when you just said that. The food that you cook. Ah. Girl, can you tell us about this food? Let me tell you, I love to cook. So, one of my dreams is when I semi-retire, because I'm never going to fully retire, but one of my dreams <laughs> is to to eventually um, have do something where once a month I host dinner in a different state. Every, every, every month it's a different state, it's a different city, and I cook okay. all the food. So it will be private. It will only be 15 to 20 people, but I, but I cook all the food. But um, I'm the person that will make a 22-course um, Thanksgiving meal. Wow. And one of the things that I'm looking forward to doing, because as you know, I am relocating very soon, which I'm very excited about. Yes. But one of the things that I'm looking forward to doing is starting a YouTube channel uh, with me and my recipes because I, I, I help everybody else optimize their YouTube and their content. And I do a channel of my own. And cooking is, is my passion. It's something I love to do. But I also love to... Um, to help people understand that that you can you can the food can be good and it can be healthy at the same time. I'm not a health nut. Right. I'm not a health fiend. Everything I cook is not healthy for you. I don't cook all organic, but I I, I think for me, I think that the food that I cook makes sense. And yeah. um, I re- recently had a weight loss journey. I had gained a lot of weight. And then over the course of time, okay. I lost 65 pounds. And one of the ways wow. that I did it was I adopted a lifestyle of only eating one cooked meal a day. So everything else is okay. salads, fruits, vegetables, you know, um, it's all, all pretty much organic and raw. But when I cook my one meal a day, I make sure it's a meal that I enjoy. And that's why you see those pictures, because those pictures are like, okay, this is my one cooked meal for the day. I'm excited. Let me throw down in this kitchen now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that is amazing. That's amazing. And, I, you know, I also saw that uh, you were the board of directors for the Black Public Relations Society of New York. Tell us how that came about. So the Black Public Relations Society of New York is actually an amazing organization, and I hate that I'm relocating, so I'm I'm going to have to have – to, um, leave my position, but I encourage anyone to join. If you're interested in public relations, if you're interested um, in in communication, if you're interested in entertainment, because they do a host of things, and and there's a monthly membership, a a small monthly membership fee, but it's so worth it, because they have several networking events throughout the year. You network with people from NBC from all over the place. And they also have um, speaking engagements. And how I got approached to be on the board of directors was um, they asked me to do a speaking event. I went to to one of their events, and I loved the networking, so I kept in touch with everyone. No, one of my friends, a mutual friend introduced me. Then I went to one of their their events. And then they asked me to speak at one of their their meetings, so just for the board members. 
and I spoke about your network being your net worth. Um, based on um, one okay. of my books called Opening Doors, Getting Connected, because in that book I tell people, I don't tell who the people are, but I tell stories of how I met entertainment executives, people in, in television, people in music, people just across the board. And okay. I used that book and um, and I gave the speech. And after I gave the presentation, they approached me and they wanted me to be on the board of directors. So since then, you know, I've been uh, instrumental in putting together panels for them, moderating panels. But they're a great bunch of people, and it really is a great resource for anyone that's in New York. I really advise them strongly. And it's um, the Black PR Society of New York. They're on Twitter. They have Facebook. They have a, a website as well. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. What what advice would you give to anybody who wants to be in the entertainment and media field? Okay. The same advice that I would give anyone who wants to be in any field. Um and I and I think there's three main things. It's one, um, which is probably the hardest one for people to swallow. Don't do it for the money. You have to pay the bills. Hmm. Um, but you'll make more money when you stop focusing on the money. When you chase exactly. money and it becomes your primary goal to chase money, your priorities get skewed. People can smell you a mile away that you're just in it for the money, um, and you don't you don't fare as well as those who are not in it for the money. I didn't really start making money doing what I love until I until I started spending more time doing what I love. So that's the second right. piece of advice. Make sure you do something that you love. If you're doing it for the fortune of the fame, forget it. But if it's something that you love, look at all of the top entertainers. They have something in common. When you think about it, does Beyonce ever have to work again? No. Like does nope. Rihanna ever have to work again? No. None of them ever have to work. Does Madonna have to work again? No. Does Janet have to work again? And I hear she's working on a new album. Um, do any, you know, does anybody who's been over successful ever have to work again? And the answer is no. Why do they continue to do it? Because they enjoy it. And you think of, think about right. people who retire and then literally die a couple of years later because they loved what they were doing and it became an integral part of their life. So make sure right. that you're willing to, to at all costs to make that an integral part of your life. And then the third thing I would say, it's a, it pertains to networking. Um, don't okay. spam. It's simple. Don't spam. And what, the reason I say that, especially in the music and the entertainment industry, like I'll get people who will, I'm on some PR, I'm on a couple of PR lists, like the top ten PRs persons if you want to be in the music industry. I'm on a couple of those lists. And so people will randomly send me a link to their music, and I'm not interested in their music. And and that might right. be harsh and cruel. I'm not interested in your music. That's not what I do right now. And if you, when you really want to contact somebody, I'm going to give 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 your listeners a very valuable something very, very valuable, a very valuable tool that I usually only give away in workshops. But it's easy to contact okay. anybody that you want to contact in the entertainment industry, especially if you're on social media. Um, I I did a, a magazine. I pitched an article for a magazine that included 20 celebrities, and I think about eight of the celebrities I didn't know, um, one of them being Sherry Shepard. 
I sent her to the, I asked her, can I ask you a question for an article I'm doing? She sent me a DM and said, what's your question? And she replied right on Twitter, take what they give you. She gave me like three sentences. That was enough for me. I didn't say, oh, I need more questions. I took what she gave me and I appreciated it and I made it enough for me. Um, right. So the key, the, the key that I'm going to give away, um, there's a website called imdb.com. And mm-hmm. when you go to that website, you can find any production company, any actor, any musician who's been on a television show or acted, just about any entertainer, you can find their information through that website. If you can't get in touch with them directly, you get their agent, you get their manager. If there's a television show that you like and you want to get in touch with the showrunner of the show or the producer of the show or somebody who was on a show, it lists the name of most of the TV shows, and then it lists the talent attached to it. And then um, you have to sign up for a subscription. You can get a free seven-day trial, hint, hint. Um, And then... um, (laughs) After that, if you if you haven't gotten all the information, then you pay for the subscription. But you 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 go there and you literally it gives you addresses, it gives you phone numbers, and here's the biggest key: find out the email protocol for one person at the company. You find out that email protocol for that one person at the company, you can get in touch with anyone at the company. So say at the company, so say like my business is a mass digital, and my um. My email is sincera at amassdigital.com. So you know at my at my company, at my digital advertising agency, it's first name, at, and the name of the company. Then that means if you know anybody else who works for me, then you can get in touch with them by using that protocol. It's the same thing with other companies. Find out what right. the email protocol is at the company of the person wants to work for, and that's your direct line to them. And never, ever, 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 ever abuse that because if you do, You'll never get any. You'll you'll never get anything that you want. And people talk. The industry is small. People talk to yes. each other, and you will become yes. that person, and you won't get anywhere. So those would yes. be the three pieces of advice. And I think that's not just for entertainment. I come from entertainment, so of course I speak to that. But I think that's across the board in any industry. It, same same advice applies if you're looking for a job. Right. Right. I thank you for giving them that information, and it it is a great source um, to use. And I'm sure people are going to be going to IMBD, IMD, I always mix it up. MB, she told you what it is. (laughs) I is in ice cream, M is in Mary, D is in dog, B as in Burry. <laughs> I don't know why that works. Yeah, but I am DB. Yes, dot com. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So y'all can check that out. And um, I ask everybody, and you know, I bling everything. And mm-hmm. the question, my last question that I'm going to ask you for today, if there's anything you can think of that you would want me to bling out for you, what would it be? Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, this is going to sound corny, but this is really who I am. I think okay. I would want you to to bling out the possibility of hope within every one of your listeners. And hmm. um, for those who, who don't have hope, to give them hope. 
for those who have hope, help them to stand firm in their hope. I really think that a lot of people look at the literal bling and think that that's what what they they should achieve and what they should attain. But I think if their life was fully blinged, like, and I say this coming from a space of I am 51 years old now, and I've never been as happy as I am in my life right now. I am happy. Wow. I am I, I, I am able to, to do what I want to do. I am able to live where I want to live. And it's not about finances, about money. It's just about decisions that I have intentionally made that have put me right. in this decision. I've made some sacrifices. I've done some things. So I think, and, and especially the things that are going on in this country right now, I think everybody needs some hope. And I would just want you to bring a message of hope to everybody. Hmm. Okay. Will do. Will do. And it just made me think of something that I'm going to do for you. Oh, okay. Message of hope. <laughs> so I thought about, <clears throat> I love word puzzles. I love words. Like I have words just all over my house. So mm-hmm. we're going to do something with hope. I, I got something already, actually, and I haven't done anything with it. I bought it. I didn't even know why I bought it. But See, now I what know. did I say earlier? See, you never know. You never know. It will manifest later when it's supposed to. Wow. Well, something just manifests today. So, I'm going to have to <laughs> mail this to you. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to okay. have to bling it out and then I'm going to mail it okay. to you. So, you'll have bling, the, the word bling, I mean, the word will be blinged. Hope will be blinged. So, yeah, so you put it in the new house. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's perfect timing. Perfect timing. Yes, it is. It is. And you're welcome. It's so good to have you on the show. And anytime that you need to come back, you want to, you know, give the listeners some more jewels, then, you know, you're more than welcome to come back. I'd be more than happy. I'd be more than happy. And if they have any questions that they felt like, you know, they want to ask, they can they can hit me directly right up on Twitter, that writing chick. Okay. And, that, and that's for all of your social media, is that correct? That's my primary social media. That's, that, that's the only one okay. that I really advertise. The rest of it is my business. But that's, yeah, okay. that's, um, that's the primary one. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much for calling the show. I'm going to go lay up under some cold water or something because it's just steamy it is. <laughs> Why, well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. This no problem. You're welcome. Have All right. I'm going to talk to you soon. You too. Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, that was that writing chick. She blinged the airwaves with me today. She said where you can reach her at, and that is that writing chick, because I know people spell stuff without letters and in just crazy ways, but she spells it the way that it is. That writing with chick is missing the the K. So it's that writing chick, C-H-I-C. So go look her up. You can follow the blog. Um, She has amazing food that she posts. So just go ahead and check that out. I appreciate you guys for listening to the show today. We will be back on Monday with Miss 
luxurious credit. She's the queen of credit and cupcakes. She helps restore credit. Um, she goes all over the country, the world, doing these seminars and repairing people credit everywhere. So we're going to talk on Monday, so don't miss it, okay? We'll be back, same time, same place, same voice, same face. It's your confident diva, Miss Bling. I'm out, Bling Radio.